Well, would you look at that? Another episode of Love Pop Culture, the podcast where we talk about love, pop culture, and celebrities with the best life fronts. As always, thank you for joining me, your host, Kamika McCoy. I'm doing this episode solo dolo with all of my trash opinions and horrid segues. You guys have no idea how much it means to me that you join me here every other week for this shit. I'd like to start this episode by saying good morning, evening, afternoon, whatever time you're listening to this the Kansas City Chiefs and the Kansas City Chiefs only. Unless you've been hiding under a rock the size of Jennifer Lopez's booty, you've seen that the team has won the Super Bowl, something that the Atlanta Falcons couldn't seem to do. I'm not bitter about it. It's fine. I want to congratulate the team, not just because they won, but because it has been 50 years, 5-0, since the Chiefs have ever even been to the Super Bowl. To put that into perspective for you, here are the biggest things that have been invented since the last time that the Chiefs made to the big game. The internet, moving on. If you're wondering why I'm so proud of this city, it's, well, between you and me, it's because I'm from there. I was, in fact, born in Kansas City, Missouri, before moving to Atlanta, Georgia, and then eventually to Brooklyn, New York. But I do not tell people, because much like Florida, some consider the Midwest to be the armpit of America. But for now, shouts to the Midwest. You did that, sis. On another note, happy Black History Month. I'm celebrating by wearing braids. Shout out to my older sister for doing them for me for free. I appreciate you, sis, because I'm broke. Um, And I'm also capitalizing the being Black every time that I write it. That's something that you should be doing regularly, uh, regardless. But, you know, especially for Black History Month, if you just now started doing it, here's now a great time to kick it off. On a more serious note... I have pledged to take the challenge, the Black History Month challenge from academic Rachel Cargill on Instagram, um, where she's challenging everyone to research and learn about at least one prominent Black figure or movement every single day. But I want to know how you guys are celebrating. What are some other things that I could be doing um, to celebrate Black History Month? Shoot me a DM or tweet at us, um, underscore love pop culture on the Twitters. Now that we're done with pleasantries, Let's jump into today's episode where I want to try something new. So every episode, um, we typically run down the list of topics and then we'll talk about, you know, like the trendiest things or like what's going on in our lives or whatever. But this episode and moving from here out, I want to make sure that I am finding the wildest relationship story or listener letter on the internet. And I'm going to take the end of each episode, take the time to pick it apart um, and end the show. How does that sound to y'all? Y'all can't talk back, so I'm going to assume we're good. Um, Today, on today's episode, we're talking about Meg Thee Stallion and Zendaya's new rumored booze and how they're down with the swirl. The the worst apology I've ever gotten from a guy, Issa Rae's The Photograph Movie with Lakeith Stanfield, and of course, Valentine's Day. So let's get started with some relationship-related news, shall we? Boy, 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 boy. So, Megan the Stallion and Zendaya are rumored to be dating white guys. And y'all are so loud about it on the internet. Jesus Christ. I want to focus on Megan here because the internet had plenty of thoughts on the now shut down rumors of her dating interracially, but also dating 
g Easy of all the available men. g Easy. I have no thoughts on the dating interracial uh, part because y'all know I would jump at the chance with Adam Driver. That man is built like a big nose refrigerator and that's fine. He's not for you. He's for me. I think there's something bigger at stake here though. And that's that g Easy was not the hottie's first pick because he is rumored to be the absolute worst. And I personally don't think that he uses a wash rag when he showers, but that's beside the point. If you recall, the rapper, if, you know, that's what you want to call, you know, whatever, um, was dating singer Halsey. And she wrote a, I think it was her hit breakup song that she wrote, Without Me. I do not listen to her. So if I'm wrong, my bad. Um, But she wrote it about him and has heavily implied that he cheated many times. We know that Megan is a big girl, but sis... I, for one, am glad that these rumors were debunked because that would have meant that my hopes for the baby, the stallion relationship are down a drain. And I personally can't leave all my hip hop couple dreams and Cardi being offset's hands because, and I'm not even being shady, but we have seen that man publicly fumble the relationship bag many times. The next topic, I want to um, I want to just preface this by saying that I consider myself to be an internet person. That just means that I spend um, exorbitant amount of times on Twitter. I have the time limit on my phone uh, set. So like after like two hours on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, it'll be like, all right, bitch, you spent enough time on the internet today. And I'll be like, actually apple phone i have not and i'm gonna keep going because i have no self-control um comes to eating as well um and several other things in my life but being that i'm an internet person i could not let this go by without telling you people about it because this was a gym this week um i saw a thread that was started by uh at aj underscore fairly asking folks to recreate what a man's apology looks like and i just want to take a moment to read you some of my favorites and if you, just a, a forewarning, you know, um, if any of these are triggering, please feel free to um, skip forward by a couple of seconds. Apology one, let me know when you're ready to talk as if they didn't start the argument. Apology number two, I'm sorry that you feel that way. Emphasis here on the you. Apology number three. Come on, dog. We just had a good day. As if you confronting them about something, it's going to ruin the whole day. Uh, apology number four. Are you hungry? Apo- That's my favorite apology. That one I will take. You feed me, and now I've forgotten what I was upset about. It happens every time. Specifically chicken nuggets. Oh, baby, I'm not even tripping about what I was tripping about before. Give me some nuggets. It's patched up. We're good. Time heals all. So does chicken nuggets. Apology number four, believe what you want. Um, I believe that was first said by a cheating dude back in 1898. And then the kicker is where they don't actually apologize and just act like nothing ever happened. That last one I felt in my soul because I used to do a dude, and I don't know if I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but basically if we would have disagreement, and I want to clarify, there was no yelling. 
No dishes being thrown around, no cursing. I ain't talking bad about this man's mama, nothing. I would just simply say, you did X, Y, and Z, and that bothered me. Can we talk about it? And that man would just disappear for I shit you not, three to five business days, and then pop back up like nothing ever happened. It always left me being like, well, damn, maybe I should just get over it because if I say something again, he might run off. And on my mama, I have never felt as crazy as I did in this situation. I'm leaving my phone in all types of fucked up places like the pantry or like in between the, the, the damn couch cushions. Just so like I'm not constantly checking my phone until day five when I know he's going to pop back up. I, I want to say like I'm pretty sure I have like undiagnosed PTSD from this shit. I have to. I have to. Well, Valentine's Day or single Singles Awareness Day, you know, depending on where you at right now, is right around the corner. Um, so I hope everybody is ready. You are booked. Sis, I hope you got your outfit ready. Um, significant others, whoever's supposed to be doing the planning, I hope you got it done. This uh, podcast is going to publish uh, February 6th. So you got 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, eight days, eight days to get your shit together and make sure that the restaurant you want to go to is not booked up. Okay. And no, you cannot roll up at Olive Garden at the last minute or Applebee's looking for a two for 20 and expect that to suffice. I want pasta. Okay. I want prefix menu. I want to use my platform at this moment to complain about something outside of two for 20 meals to complain about Valentine's day gift lists. Looking at you, Buzzfeed and Cosmo magazine. Every year I go to look at gifts for the person that I'm dating at the time. And it's always weird shit like aprons and blue light glasses, because why, where is the romance in blue light glasses? It's always weird shit. Like, Oh, you want to know what a grown ass man who doesn't clip his toenails without being asked to would like for Valentine's day. A personalized whiskey barrel. Where's the correlation? Where's the correlation? Nobody can tell me. There is no correlation. That is not a gift. That is not a gift. Anyways, but thank you for letting me get that out of my system. What's important and what I actually wanted to talk about was uh, Issa Rae, like I had mentioned earlier, in Lakeith Stanfield's new movie, The Photograph, that is set to be in theaters starting on Valentine's Day. So you know what? Actually, I take it back. I take it back. If you end up doing the two for 20 and you end it on the photograph, I feel like that's okay. I feel like that's okay. I feel like that's a solid date. I personally do not go to the theater to say shit because I'm not paying $8 for popcorn and $12 for a drink to sit in there with a bunch of musty people who are yelling at the screen. I don't have time. Um, but I actually may sacrifice myself and go see this. Because I have been with Awkward Black Girl since day one, and that is on Issa Rae's raps. I will not miss this for the world. Naturally, there's been um, promotion and marketing behind it, and somebody slipped up and didn't delete it before Black Twitter saw it. Um, BuzzFeed reported this as the first Black love movie since 2000, and I, I, I Google exists. Google exists, friends. 
we're not just going to act like Just Right didn't give us all a crush on Queen Latifah in common simultaneously in 2010. LL Cool J did not spend an entire movie looking his lips in 2003 for y'all to ignore Deliver Us from Eva. Will Smith gave us Hitch in 2005. And honestly, Brown Sugar walked so the photograph could run. Personally, I think you can make, you know, ATL a romance movie if you wanted to based on the quote, getting back my necklace and mean something to me if you really want to go there. And that was in 2006. BuzzFeed has since changed the headline, but, you know, Black Twitter won't let them live that down uh, because we've synced it. Now let's move on to the part of the show where we mind other people's business. Hmm? Again, since I like to be an internet person, all up and through the internets, I got a newsletter and atop the cross of my inbox, it said, should I pretend to love my stepchildren? And what the hell? This one came from the New York Times Magazine's The Ethicist. Uh, it's a column. Um, basically, a reader writes in saying they married into their husband's family, where the husband has children from previous marriages and the couple together uh, have a child. Now, the step-parent says, I love you when the stepchildren excuse me, say it first. And the um, she says, or they say that they listen when the kids talk and everything. But ultimately, they do not want interaction with them because it's, quote-unquote, painful. And I'm not even lying when I say this. They fantasize about severing ties with the husband's family once the husband dies. Jesus. I couldn't imagine. I hope the husband never finds this shit. And if I was a husband, we got to go to therapy ASAP because something's not right. There are screws loose. I know this is different from my typical topic of like romantic relationships and shit, but it's adjacent because like, what do you do when you love someone, but like you don't fuck with their family? And this, like this takes not fucking with somebody's family. It's like a whole new level in my opinion. I hate to say it, but that's something that the writer definitely should have factored in before dating, let alone marrying this person. The kids say, like, I love you. And then you turn around and be like, I can't wait to date your daddy. That's all I talk to you anymore. Like, what? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Consider yourself blessed that you didn't get stuck with a bunch of badass kids that are hell-bent on ruining your life because they exist. What if you had been in a situation like the parent trap? Hmm? I hope that this family gets it together. Anyway, that wraps up our show. Thanks again for joining me for another episode of Love Pop Culture. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. It sparks joy for me and helps other listeners discover the show. We've been doing this for a while now, so we want to hear from you. If you have a story similar to the one that you heard today or an apology from a man that you dated in the past that you'd like to share with us, please, please, please share it with us. Um, more than happy to grant confidentiality. Um, tweet us at underscore love pop culture, or you can email us at lovepopculturepod at gmail.com. And we will see you back here in two weeks. Bye.